You've got to have the belief. You've got to have the belief in yourself. You've got to have the belief in what you're doing is going to make a difference. You've got to have the confidence. It's one of the Mm. mastermind principles that we work with. And you got to have it. You got to be able to work through it and not work around it, but go through the things that are scaring you. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. So girl, on our show, we talk a lot about who we want to be when we grow up, right? (laughs) And we know, we know that this proverbial midlife identity crisis can leave us confused as to who we are and who we want to become. So, so true. I mean, I know I've struggled with this topic and if you are struggling out there, then this episode is for you. Because today, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, mastermind facilitator, and business coach, Sherry Ruskis speaks to the freedom and challenges that come with owning your own business and embracing new possibilities. And Shelby and I, look, we can't lie. We have thought about this time and time Mm. again. So if Mm -hmm. you are like us and you think about what it would be like to step out on your own. Today, you're going to learn some new things. Sherry actually walks us through how to determine if being an entrepreneur is the right path for you. And then the importance of creating a strategy to make the leap with confidence. Yes. And Sherry has authored two books and speaks to audiences everywhere about how to run their businesses with efficient systems and You know, really, it's about positive mindset, honestly. She's the host of the Bright Shiny Object Project podcast, right up our alley. With 150 plus (laughs) episodes, she's also created the BSO, which is the Bright Shiny Object Grow Planner. It's a physical paper planner that will assist you as a small business owner to accomplish more as you honor your most precious commodity, which honey, it's your time. Amen to that. Yes. So if you are out there and you are struggling in the same place where Trinity and I are, what does it take to step out on your own? What are the possibilities of what you can become? Then please listen and subscribe and let us know what you learn from this podcast that you can go out and apply immediately. We can't wait to dive in. So let's do it. Let's meet our guest, Sherry Ruskis. Thank you so much for being here today, Sherry. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks for having me, ladies. A lot of what we do with Dear Midlife as a podcast is focused on helping women get through this sort of proverbial sticking point Mm -hmm. in midlife and really live this life that they want to live. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you help your clients 
really vision a future for themselves and get to live their lives to the fullest. In many ways. And, you know, it's interesting because I am officially a business coach um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a life coach. Um, And I always was in the early days of coaching. I've been a coach about 20 plus, I just say 20 plus years now. Right. Uh, just leave it at that. Um, and you started and, when you were 10 years old. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like business, bu- you know, I've been an entrepreneur most of my career and I was always about business. And I was thinking about it coming onto the show today about, you know, my midlife. Cause it's, I've mm. left it back in the dust a little bit here. <laughs> and, uh, um, And really one of the first things is around self-care. And I think if Mm. I had, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life at all. And, uh, But the one regret I do have is that I didn't give myself more self-care, especially at midlife, you know, in my early forties, um, if that's what we're calling midlife. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I just adored my children. But kids are a lot of work. Being a mom is is a hard job. And being a mom and an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is really hard work. And sure. uh, as you ladies can probably attest to. Um, and what I found was, is that, you know, like I would get up in the morning and do these dance parties with my kids to get them out of bed. Because isn't it funny how we they went through the <laughs> stage of they wouldn't stay in bed and then you right. can't get them out of bed. <laughs> I'm in that you can't get them out of bed phase. <laughs> right. For sure. I'm in that I can't get myself out of bed phase. <laughs> <laughs> so I would do that, the pancakes, the, you know, all that. But by the time I would get my kids on the bus in the morning, I was exhausted, but I had to get into um my car my my business was about 20 minutes from where i live mm-hmm. and my husband traveled a lot with his work so there was just all of this on my shoulders and you know it's interesting because my very when i decided i was going to become a coach my first mentor coach uh, one morning she called and I will never forget this as long as I live. And she called and said, you know, how's it going? And I just burst into tears mm. because it Aww. wasn't, you know, I was looking at a to-do list that was 10 miles long. I was exhausted. Again, my husband was out of town one more time and mm-hmm. uh, I had it all on my shoulders mm-hmm. and she said, okay, this is fine. Let's just go ahead and have you tear up that to-do list. And I'm like, you know, what are you talking about? I can't do that. Uh, I live by this thing. And she said, tear it up. And she goes, and then what I want you to do, I want you to go pour yourself a glass of wine and go get in the, go get in the bathtub. And and she goes, oh, and call your employees and call in sick for the whole day today. I said, I can't. And she's like, why not? And I started going through my to-dos and she goes, you know, like I told you to tear up that to-do list. um, What's that thing? here. Exactly. I did. And it was amazing how it freed me of, Mm. you know, maybe it was just for 24 hours, but it was that whole idea. You know, we all hear it about put the mask on yourself first, Mm -hmm. but that is the biggest thing with my clients. And it's the mindset piece more than the business strategies. I mean, of course we, Mm. we get to that in the work that I do, but it's the self-care, not even to mention, you know, at that point in my life, no one had ever told me about this thing called, oh, what is it? Perimenopause. Uh-huh. 
And uh, <laughs> right, like they forgot to mention this. Right, right. That bitch. Yeah, that bitch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I was, you know, you're dealing with those kind of things. And um, so really, I mean, it's that's it. I would say the biggest thing is self-care and looking at how you come to it. You know, it's remarkable that you were able to do that, right? And I think of like so many women in my circle that the idea of just letting there be that much space to what feels like to them to lose control Mm. is terrifying, right? Just ripping it up, saying, I'm not going to do it and trusting that the world is not going to fall apart. And that you are not going to become unloved because you're not performing for the people Mm -hmm. for the day is truthfully terrifying for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you say you feel like you're losing control when you're ripping up the to-do list, when in Mm -hmm. fact you're actually exercising control of your day, of your time, of this moment when you tear up that to-do list. But what really gets me is the performance piece that you mentioned too, which is the narrative that I have going on in my own head, which is I need to show up because if I do not, I will not be loved. So Sherry, help us understand, you said the mindset piece is such a critical part of the work that you do. I'm confident that I'm not the only woman in this world (laughs) that has negative stories that she tells herself. So how do you help your clients overcome these obstacles that they create in their own minds with these negative narratives? You know, there's there's several things and and one of them and probably the most important one and that if I could go back in time, I would I would redo this um, is really giving themselves time in the morning to what I call morning momentum. And it's really, if that means getting up a half an hour early, an hour early, whatever it takes to be with yourself, to get in touch with yourself, to love yourself. And, you know, actually we added a room onto our house not so long ago, and I made sure it was on the the east side of the house so that I could watch the sunrise in the morning. Mm. And I, that's what every single morning about, I want to say 10 years ago or so I had gone to some event and they were talking about meditation and I'm like, well, that's great, but I cannot meditate. So (laughs) let's, you know, forget about it. And this woman said to me, but you don't have to just meditate and be silent. You can do meditation in so many different ways. And that sparked something in me. And that's where I came up with this whole idea around morning momentum. It's a time every single day that I just, whether I'm writing in my journal, whether I'm reading something, I might listen to, you know, like I like the Calm app, Mm. uh, but there's a lot of different meditation apps out there just to listen to a calming voice in the morning, watching the sunrise. I, in the winter, especially right now, it's been like seven degrees here in Colorado. So uh, actually we got down to minus eight yesterday. So I am staying inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I light a bunch of candles, you know, really waking up the senses, you know, and I have a, like an altar set up and just my yoga mat and it's just there, but I do grab a cup of coffee on the way. There's many meditation. People say you should never take caffeine to meditation, but 
You know, <laughs> it's you do you. I mean, it really That's is a time right. for you to do you. And um, so I I do that every single day, even if I'm on vacation, I do it because I mean, you could go to some beautiful places and just have this time with you and your soul. And it's amazing. So I, I it's like one of the biggest things in starting to work with a client is, is that like, how do you start your day? Cause if you're starting it with chaos and just jamming into the day, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out well. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm and such I a jammer. <laughs> and most women are right. Cause we've, we've just been raised that way. Like, let's go, let's get out. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 But I imagine that's where the inspiration happens, right? Where you get all your brilliant ideas, where you're just sitting in calm, watching the sunrise with your cup of coffee, because I got to have my coffee too. (laughs) And uh, really, yeah. And I like this idea of meditation being whatever it is that you choose to have it be. So that could be sitting in a room. It could be sitting in your bathtub. It could be walking outside, getting some fresh air. So all of those things can be your own space and place to really consider the possibilities and get your feet under you for the day in a peaceful way. You know, most importantly, and, and the thing is, is to let the people in your life around you be really clear that this is your time. And mm. so often I will, people will say, I'll, that's great for you, but I can't do it, you know, because mm-hmm. my family is here and this and that and the other. And even when I, I, this, this past fall, I went on, I have some girlfriends that I grew up with and we went up to, to Lake Tahoe. And, um, one of the gals has a place up there and, you know, they know, they know I'm the crazy one that gets up at five 30 every morning, <laughs> and even if we've been drinking wine all night. And, um, and they had this private dock that I could just go out, watch the sun. Cause I love watching the sunrise. There is a power mm-hmm. to it. And, um, just sitting on that dock, like these are memories. I will never, it was probably my favorite part of the vacation was that it was just so wow. beautiful. Sometimes listening to music, you know, just whatever inspires me in that moment. I love That's that. Beautiful. Morning momentum, morning momentum. Yes. And then it's like, you know, there's that, that point between that. And if, if it's a work day, of like, now, how do I take myself into the day yeah. and really prepare for it? And one of the things for me, it it happened about, um, well, during the pandemic, I had partnered with a paper planning company to, we were going to put on some workshops just to do some good out in the world. You know, they wanted their clients to just reach out and touch them. And so mm-hmm. I developed these, these workshops for them and, um, and then part of it was what we would do one-on-one coaching with the participants. And I was amazed at how many people said that they bought the planner, but you know, I've never really used it. I just got it because I thought the planner. Yeah. I'm the planner buyer of the century people. You want to sell me a planner? Give me a call. I'll buy it. Never use it. Buy it. Never use it. So we, we did this coaching program around it and then, um, you know, and there was a supply chain issue and they couldn't really do much more because of all that going on for them. So I've gone on to actually create my own planner and want to sell me one. I do. I loved hearing those words. Yes. 
Um, but it's really, it's more developed for small business owners so Mm -hmm. that it's got elements in there about, you know, systems in your business, the bright, shiny Mm -hmm. objects that we all come up to as entrepreneurs, um, for those of us of the entrepreneur persuasion and, um, and ways to capture your ideas and put them in there. And then really on a daily basis to go through, you know, okay, what am I doing this month? What am I doing this week? And then in, in the daily uh, part of your planner of really looking at what's my intention for this day? Like, mm. what do I want to truly, of, of you know, in a, a brief description, what do I want for this day? And that's where the inspiration comes, right? I've been sitting there in meditation or whatever, and I really just go, wow, this is what I want for this day. Of course, you're living in a beautiful a soft place at that moment in the world will grab you at some point, but, but it's being ready for it to be grabbed. Right. And, and knowing, having that intention around it. And so it's doing that. It's really writing down, okay, what are the bright, shiny objects both? And I am a firm believer, and I've been doing a lot of research around the bright, shiny objects. I believe they've, they've been given a very negative connotation over time, but I also know that as entrepreneurs, the bright, shiny objects are what keeps us thriving, right? It's the bright, shiny objects that make us go, yeah, let's do this. But it's managing them and which ones are good ones that are really helping us and which ones are the ones that are causing distractions in our life and our business. So it's, you know, acknowledging that. And then it's just writing down, okay, what are the intentions I had for this week that I want to get done in this day? And writing those down. And then no checklists, no to-do lists, no, no. Mm. It's at the end of the day or at the beginning of the next day. I know different people like to do it differently. I usually do it at the beginning of the next day. What were my ta-da's from yesterday? What can I go, ta-da, I got this done. And and really do that instead of going check, 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 check. It's really writing out, you know, contacted this person, got a new client, whatever it is, right? That really made you feel good about the day before. So you can really focus on doing that more often. So it's almost thinking about it, like really building more of a strategy or intention that's high level versus the tasks of do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, which really may or may not be getting you overall to the strategy and intention. Right. Exactly. I love that. And it's one of the things that in the coaching program that brings, you know, because I there's an online coaching program that goes with the planner that it really talks about, okay, so what I have what I call a grow plan. So, you know, you have your goals in there and the steps that you need to get to that goal. So you you already know in your mind what you need to be focused on. Yeah. And work towards it in that light. Yeah. How so would I you feel, Shelby, not right? having a, a checklist? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I, I do actually set high level. I would call it more high level intentions for myself that day. Like I have, or even for the week. So I have my top three. So there are three things that I have to get done this week. And it's not necessarily the minutia. It's not every single little task that I have to get done to get that big goal done. But I like to have those things in front of me because you talk about these bright, shiny objects and I know myself and I'm like, Oh, squirrel, squirrel. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like every second there's some distraction for me. And so 
having those things in front of me as high level intentions even just brings me back to focus, brings me back to center. If ever I get distracted and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Because that happens. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Here are my three things. It's just three things. I keep it to three things because That's then it great. makes it attainable. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's totally. not a hundred things to Trinity's point or even 10, it's just three things. And then you're like, I can do three things. So it gives you that sense of accomplishment. And I love the idea of celebrating those accomplishments. Yes. Um, once they're done, I think that's a brilliant right. Other idea. than just like check, 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 right. It's just yes. really acknowledging it. And, and the other thing that I really like to do on my daily planner too, is to talk about relationships and what are the five relationships that I want to make sure that I nurture today, because Mm. it's all about relationships. Isn't, I I mean, I just know how important it is. And I know even in my business, when I'm, when I'm in that mode of nurturing relationships and I've watched it over the years and I, you know, (laughs) it's funny, my clients, it's always a joke with them. Oh yeah. I haven't done my five. And I'm like, yeah, how's business going? (laughs) You know? Right. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. So there's a correlation. Yeah. Indeed. Right. Well, I think there's a correlation too. And I was even just listening to this podcast last night, which I thought was super fascinating. And one of the things that the podcast, the guest on the podcast was talking about was how important our social relationships are to our physical health. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it's one thing that I've been really actually feeling lately is I have a work from home day job and I'm sitting in my closet for three hours today. (laughs) (laughs) And You know, there are some days that I legitimately do not even really step foot outside of my house. And so Mm -hmm. being very intentional about the relationships that I want to cultivate, the people that I want to connect with is really actually very important because it's, I, when listening to this podcast last night, it was dwelling on the fact that I've been feeling pretty isolated lately. And so I think that's a great tip because yes, you're right. Your business is built on relationships. And I think, again, your life is built on those connections that you make. And so those, it's really important to know who you want to cultivate a relationship with Mm -hmm. and be focused on that too. Absolutely. And never underestimating the power of a single email, even, you know, a single email can make huge changes in your life just to reach out. I know I just connected with somebody, an editor that I know I'm doing some work and I needed to to reach out to an editor. And it was like this whole connection out out of one email has, has started and it's huge. It's really huge. Hmm. Right. The thing that I struggle with is that I feel like I have to do more. I'm the more is better person, Cherry. Yeah. I'm the more is better. But yeah. if you hadn't gotten that, um, which maybe I need to change my mindset about that. But, you know, I feel like, okay, well, I haven't reached out to this person in two months or three months or six months or a year. So I better make this good. So I know that I'm going to have to sit down and write. Like, Let out. me send a fruit basket first. <laughs> and then. <laughs> right. So I know this is going to have to be like a robust communication, but it, you know, maybe I'm overthinking it because, you know, then it's the idea of having to make a robust uh, communication that stands in my way of starting it because I'm like, oh, I just don't have the time to write that email. Oh, I just don't have that time to write the email. And it keeps, that's the, the sticking point in my brain is that I don't have the time to write the email that I think I should. But to your point, the power lies in just making the connection Yeah, and it doesn't have to be 
an 18 paragraph dissertation. It, it can does just not. be better 18 words. <laughs> Think about how great it feels when you get those texts or those emails that just say, you know what? You crossed my mind today. And yes. I wanted you to know that I'm thinking of right. you and I miss you. Yes. Oh, right. And sometimes wow. it's a quick little text, you know, yeah. just the same thing. And, and I like the whole idea of limiting it to five because it's, it's doable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it gives you, cause it's one of the things I felt, you know, especially when I was in strictly sales at one point in time, mm-hmm. like you're never done, never no. done. And, um, when you have five, you're going to be done at five. Uh, and that's it. That's what my five is. So I'm either I'm going to be very um, cognizant of who my five are today, or I know that like, like to your point, Shelby, that like, I know that that one is going to take me a lot longer. So I'm going to move that into tomorrow. Cause I don't, I don't have time for that today. Mm-hmm. That might be worth three. <laughs> mm-hmm. That might be worth three connections. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love the idea of less is more. So how else do you help your clients really accomplish more in their lives? I know that you've talked a little bit about the planner, but what other tips or tools do you implement with your, your clients to help them achieve more, whether it's in their business or, or personal lives? Early on as an entrepreneur, I read the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Mm-hmm highly recommend it. And what he talked about is, and now it's on audible, so it's easier to yay, digest. Yay, Check it out. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could drive and garden and do all those things. And he really talks about systems. And it's one of the things as a coach that, uh, as a business coach, that you've got to have systems in your business mm. without the systems, especially for solopreneurs, women entrepreneurs who are raising kids and doing all this, you got to have that system in your business. Um, in order to make it work, I, I can't tell you how many arguments, well, not arguments, uh, debates, I'm going to change that word to debates I get into <laughs> with clients about, you know, I don't need a bookkeeper. I don't, you know, I'll get to my bookkeeping mm. when I get to my bookkeeping. And it's like, yeah, not a good idea, you know, and that whole idea that we have to do it all ourselves, especially, mm. and I did it for years because I flip and hate bookkeeping. My sister is a bookkeeper slash accountant. She loves it. And she always goes to me, why do you make this so hard? <laughs> I go, because it is. And I hate it. It's hard. <laughs> um, so have somebody else do that. Don't do it. And and don't look past it. Um, and we all have our moments when we fall down and we just got to get back up again and do it. Don't commingle your funds. You know, there's just mm-hmm. all so many things like that. But having a system around it, And today, I mean, we have so many tools like QuickBooks, you know, QuickBooks, the program you love to hate, Mm -hmm. but um, because it is simple, it it attaches to your, uh, your checking account, your credit card, all of it so that you just, it doesn't really take that long to go in and do it. And and if you have an accountant set it up for you, um, you know, that's the key because a lot of people then I'll just set it up myself. No, have somebody have an accountant set it up for you. Um, what else? I mean, knowing that you have to step into marketing and sales, like for those in business, you got to do it and you got to find what you like about it. Again, get somebody to help you if you absolutely hate it, but you got to learn to love it. It's just part of what it is. I had a conversation with a client yesterday who said, I don't want to do social media anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. I refuse to do it. I'm like, well, that's great. But what is that going to accomplish exactly for you? And, you know, get somebody to help you, you know, and there's also a point 
from a from a small business standpoint that do you really want to work for yourself or do you really want to work for somebody else if all you want to do is the 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 work that you love because the truth in owning a small business is that you've got to do a lot of things that Everything. you don't necessarily love right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so help me understand how do you help people who are your clients discern whether or not they want to work for themselves? How do you help them discern whether or not they want to work for the man, so to speak? Because I think that's where, you know, a lot of us, again, struggle is with the knowing of the what do we want to do? And I think being an entrepreneur sounds really exciting. And I think that the, the beauty of being like the benefits of being an entrepreneur sound exciting, especially for those of us who are working moms who would love to have a work from home situation or a little bit more flexibility to spend time with their kids or to be present in their children's lives. So how do you help people come to reconcile these ideas in their brain and really choose a path forward? Because, you know, I feel like I get stuck all the time. Like, do I really want to do this? What is the right path forward for me? You know, I, I think, and that's in some of the the um, programs that I've created, it's doing some real deep work. It's looking at your values. What are my values? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the hardest things for working for someone else, because <laughs> I have not worked for anybody else since, you know, my I, a couple of times right around that uh, midlife, I did go to work twice for, mm-hmm. for uh, two corporate clients. And I thought I was going to die. I really did. <laughs> and I knew what was then, so bad. What was so bad in those moments? Oh, I, I am too independent. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've been fired from most of my jobs early on <laughs> um, because I don't hold anything back. Right. I'm like, yeah, but why are we doing this? It's, you know, are you say to go do this? I would, and that was the last corporate job I had. They were like, why, why are you doing this? I'm like, we had a meeting. We said we were going to do it. I'm doing it. And they're like, no, no, no. We need, you know, whatever, 10 or 20 more meetings to even think about doing it, you know? Right. And I, for me, when I was coming home with just thinking, do I need to take medication because my stomach is in knots so yeah. often, then I knew it, that it was just not going to work out for me again, uh, ever again. And I knew that. And I, a lot of times I'll have clients say to me, I think I'm just going to go get a job. I'm going to go, yeah, that's great. And what is that going to do exactly for you? Because the only thing that the job can do differently in, in some cases now, I mean, there's a lot of assets to working on a team et cetera, et cetera. But it's the paycheck, right? Yeah. It's the paycheck yeah. that um, paycheck. keeps people like, I just want the regular income, the fear mm-hmm. when there's not enough money and that piece of it. But I'll tell you, the biggest thing is you've got to have the belief. You've got to mm-hmm. have the belief in yourself. You've got to have the belief in what you're doing is going to make a difference. Like I just created this planner, right? I have never created a product in my life. I have always been a service, you know, coaching. Even my my first business was, it was a call center that I owned. And, you know, so it was mainly services. And mm-hmm. so I never um, had a product and I was scared. But I believe it. I believe this has to be out there. I believe it's needed in the world. And I think that that 
you've got to have belief in not only the confidence, one of the things this month coming up in February that that we're talking a lot on my podcast and with my clients, et cetera, is this whole piece of confidence. It's one of the mm. mastermind principles that we work with. And you got to have it. You got to be able to work through it and not work around it, but go through the things that are scaring you. I mean, you guys know mm-hmm. that from what you've done with this podcast and mm-hmm. stepping into areas that you don't know. And so confidence is really huge really huge and belief. Yeah. I think though, the interesting thing for me is that confidence has to meet opportunity and be logical too. (laughs) I mean, I hear what you're saying. The paycheck is a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. So for Trinity and I, for example, you know, I think we would love to step into the entrepreneurial realm, but we're sort of straddling both at this point, you know, uh, just to keep the paycheck and keep the bills paid in mouths fed. How do you help your clients then make the leap from being a corporate employee to being an entrepreneur? What is like a good strategy? When is the good time to make the leap? Key yeah. is what you just said. It's the strategy, right? So mm-hmm. when what when is that mark? When is that mark in the road that mm-hmm. that I know that we can do this? Or when is it that I've had enough of what's going on over here? When are my stress levels to the point of what I'm doing now isn't working either. Right. And really balancing it out. Like we all have to make money. We all have to do it. And it's just really figuring out the money piece. A lot of times I will tell my clients, okay, I have one client. I cannot get her to do projections. She doesn't want to do it, but she's, she's faltering because of it. And, you know, of doing those projections and, you know, some people have a lot of different opinions about projections. Like, yeah, it's pie in the sky. It's throwing things out there, but it's not real until it's real. Yeah. But however, when you can see that and believe it and then go towards it, And what do I have to do? And again, it's those steps towards your goals that are going to get you there. And, you know, sometimes you deviate a little bit, but what, what do I have to do? You know, and even things like, do I have to have this much of my savings account before I take the leap? Do I have Mm to, you know, just what for me, um, you know, saying this for you (laughs) is what is it going to take that I will be confident enough to say, okay, I'm ready to take this leap and go for it. It is going to be a leap. No, no doubt about it, but what is it going to take to, for me to let go? And again, life is short and it's this whole piece of how much longer am I going to live doing somebody else's work when I really want to be doing my own work. And I think like, I knew as an entrepreneur, like I just didn't have any choice. I told my husband after that last go round, I'm like, that's it. You're married to an entrepreneur and that's the end of it because I am not doing this again. You know, and here's my husband who was a corporate, he just retired, but he was a corporate guy, same company for 42 years. So, uh, so we were pretty polar opposites. Yeah. And did not kill each other in the process of it. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think part of the confidence too is, is having the confidence that my idea is big enough. Mm-hmm. My idea can grow legs, that people out there need this idea and that I, I can do something with the idea itself. And I'm wondering, you know, is that a space that you play in with your clients to help them with idea formulation, ideation, um, recrafting, rebuilding, growing or expanding their ideas and what that might look like. Absolutely. And 
you know, Trinity, the thing is, is that life shift, things change. And even people who are currently in business, I have a client right now who's going through some medical issues, which is making her have to change the trajectory of her business. Mm -hmm. And you just have to look at it and go, okay, like, how do I have to change this? And again, I'm going to go back to belief as, as fuzzy as that sounds, but it's the truth. It is the absolute truth that you have to just be able to to see it, to, to write it out. I mean, this is the other thing too, is to get it out of your head. Mm. I can't say that enough about how many entrepreneurs have so much, again, bright, shiny objects roaming around yeah. in their head, but get it down on paper. Look at it. I do not believe, and with that said, I do not believe in business plans. And let me tell you, I've created many mm. of them for myself and for clients over the years. They are such a flipping waste of time. Mm. Like a one page business plan can get you where you need to go. Mm. And, and it's also, here's the other big thing. And, and you said it, Trinity, about keep not making it all about you, but that target audience, that person mm. that you are wanting to make a difference in their life. When you make it more about them, like my greatest joy in my life is not the size of my bank account. It's the women's lives who I have been able to change. Um, it can make me cry because it's just been like, you know, single moms who just were like mm. at this point of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so getting them on track, even during the pandemic, I helped a lot of people, um, a lot of women uh, in mentoring. There's a uh, organization called uh, Energize Colorado that really stepped in during the pandemic. And I mentored a lot of women who were just like beside themselves of what am I going to do? And wow. it's just getting them clear on what, next step, next step. Some people listen, some people don't. Um, and, uh, you know, and some people get so wrapped up in fear that they can't move. Uh, and mm. it's really trying to help them through that and encourage them to move forward. Mm. I love that. I like that. Yeah. And I, I love that idea of just having a why, because mm -hmm. what I heard you say is just helping women. I helped so many women and that just was what brought you joy and what kept you going. And so I think it's important um, as entrepreneurs and as people in general, business people to stay focused on what is your why? Why are you going to this corporate job every day? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Because I think it's easy to get caught up in the, the you know, ancillary minutia of it all, you know, that whether totally. it's the money or the, yeah. you know, but if you keep focused on your why, it, in my opinion, all of the other stuff comes, you know, if you stay focused on helping women and fulfilling that mission, the money will come because you're so passionate about that piece of it. And so Absolutely. I think that's really an important message. I was, I was hiking last fall with my husband and I got a text and it was from a client of mine who said, I just wanted to stop today to say thank you because mm. I don't know where I would be without you right now. And wow. I was like, oh. that, that was worth a million bucks to me, you yeah. know, hundred percent. And, and that's to me, that's what it's all about. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. I'm sure our listener out there would love to be able to have that same kind of experience with you. How can they find you? And it sounds like you've got a lot of programs that you offer. Tell us about where we can get that information. Uh, my website, good old website at businessvictories.com. 
good. Yeah. I love that. And I'm, I'm and on simple. Instagram. I do love Instagram and I am victory girl over on Instagram. I love that too. Yeah. And then you also have a podcast I heard you mention as well. I have the podcast called the bright, shiny object project. I like that. I'm going to check that out. I haven't heard it yet, but I love, I'm such a bright, shiny object girl. (laughs) Well, I need to have you guys on my podcast. (laughs) Yes. That would be fun. I would love it. I would love it. (laughs) We would love find that out all so the much. things that distract us during the day. We have about 416 <laughs> yes. bright and how we can stop. Yes, <laughs> the insanity. Stop the insanity. I like yes. it. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Sherry. It's been so much fun talking to you. You've just oh, yeah, always, I mean, shared so many fabulous tips and so much um, knowledge with our audience today. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate having you. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Trinity. I loved that conversation with Sherry. You know, she's just so positive and had so much good energy. It just leaves you feeling like you can accomplish anything. And there was just a few takeaways that really stood out to me amongst all of those brilliant tips and tricks that she shared with us. And the first one was really this morning momentum. I must admit to our audience, I am a complete early bird in the morning. Yes, you are. And I love my mornings and I love to begin my day in a positive way. And that's really what morning momentum is all about. It just means that you, my friend, get up before your household Mm -hmm. and use that time to be quiet, to meditate. I know we don't like that word sometimes, but this is exactly what I know I need to start my day in a better way. Well, and that, it it brings us to the second point. And and you all know, I struggle with meditation and journaling, getting quiet and shutting the hell up, turning my brain off and don't think (laughs) of the words, let the words float by. Like all of that doesn't work for me. But as we learned today, that meditation doesn't have to mean you sitting in silence. You do you, baby girl. Yes. Watch the sunrise, read a book, use a meditation app. Drink some coffee, like whatever will bring you into that space where you can be quiet and start to open yourself up to hear more from yourself. Find the approach that works for you and you do you. Yes. And after you have achieved greatness in a day, you should also turn your to-dos into yes. to die, right? Because here's what I love about this. We often beat ourselves up as women. Oh, I didn't get this last thing done today. I didn't do enough. I'm not enough. But starting your day by just focusing on what you accomplished the day before really can create a mindset shift that will help you start that day in a different frame of mind. Yeah, I love that, Shelby. And, you know, I think... Our fourth point really resonated with me because I struggle with networking. I struggle with just the idea of networking in order to grow a business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's because it feels fake to me. It feels inauthentic, like I'm being a fraud. Her advice around focusing on relationships spoke to me. And if you guys remember, it was her tip specifically was to write down what are the five relationships that you want to 
nurture this week or today or this month, right? And you don't have to write out a novel if you are sending them an email or a voicemail, whatever you're doing. Yeah, a few words really can go a long way to open up that door and create space for an authentic and true building or rebuilding or continuance of that relationship. Yes, I have to remember that one because I always get overwhelmed. And it really, you're right. Just a couple words go a long way. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do to make space for the things that are important, like building relationships or your meditation, morning momentum, is to establish systems that make your life and your business work. So Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're loving this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review. We really value your input And those little steps go a long way to building our success and being able to share more of these great insights with you. So all that said, we can't wait to meet you next week right here in the middle.